Hello and welcome to the Kosh Podcast. This is your host, Timber Smith. And uh, let me tell you something, I'm super excited about this episode. Uh, this is episode number two. Uh, I want to send a shout out and say thank you to all that listened to the first episode. Uh, the feedback was excellent. Um, but we are definitely a, a work in progress and of growth. So uh, look, so I would look forward to keep hearing what you all have to say. The other thing that makes me super excited about this episode is my guest. This week's guest. Uh, this week's guest is my uh, one of my fraternity brothers, uh, Dr. Alfonso Simpson. How you doing over there, Doctor Simpson? Man, I'm good. I am. I'm. I'm super good, Timber. Yeah, you good? Yeah, I'm doing good. All right, all yeah, right. I'm excited to be here. You ready to jump in? I'm ready to jump in. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right. So, can you share a little something about yourself? Uh, and what is your connection to the city of Oshkosh? All right. Um. Well, Timber, as you as you've already said, I'm Doctor Alfonso Simpson Jr. But you know, I don't wear that title everywhere. Um. I, and in and, and a sense, I do, because I do prefer that people call me Doc. You know, my <laughs> students calling me that, why call me that, um, you know, back in a, another life. But, um, yeah, it, it's followed me here. Um, and I, I am, um, I, I like it here. I love it in Oshkosh. I've been here since um, July of 2019. Me and my wife and our daughters, we moved up here. Okay, so you're new to the space. Yeah, new to the space. Oshkosh wasn't on the radar, bro. It wasn't. Did, did you even know the word? I, I did buy the bibs, you know, because uh, we used to dress the kids in wait, ice guys, wait, guys. Wait, wait, wait. You ain't telling me you got some of them uh, bagage overalls. Is that what you hollering? Is that hey, what you saying? The kids had some. Okay. We had them for the kids, but that's it. I did not know that that Oshkosh was a real place. Oh, okay. You didn't know it was real. I thought it was an expression. You know, Oshkosh, Begosh. You know, I really thought it was an expression. Okay. Um, Wisconsin was not on the radar. I had never been to Wisconsin before I came to Oshkosh. Really? I'm really. Okay. And I never, I never thought that I would ever come to Wisconsin. To be completely honest with you, but um, you know, I um, I'm from Alabama. Oh. Born and raised. Wait, wait, is you wait, wait, what what part of the South is uh, <laughs> uh you know, you gonna have to go a little more in depth on Bro, that. the deep south. Low I'm from as they say, LA. LA Lower Alabama. Okay. Low. I mean when I tell you low Alabama, I am like fifteen minutes from the Florida line. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'm in I'm from a little place. Um, you know, when you get down so far in the South, you ain't even known by little cities and towns no more. You're known by counties. I'm from, <laughs> I'm from Covenant County, Alabama. Covenant County. They don't even <laughs> holler about the city. Or, or is it a city? It, it is. Andalusia, Alabama is where I'm from. Um, Covington County. The thing about Covington County, and this is, is really funny. We got a couple of little claims to fame. This one is a little morbid, you know, to be honest with you. But um, just about every casket that's ever been made, um, or especially the ones that, that they buy for celebrities, um, okay. Michael Jackson's, Aretha Franklin's, all of those what? come from Andalusia, Alabama in the Covington Casket Company. What? Yeah, they make them right there. Um, mm. And so um, that's that's one little thing that you'll know and can recognize Covington by. You know, I don't know if that's a hookup I want. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Don't know if that's a hookup I want. Right, right. I, I hear you, bro. I hear you. You know, 
And uh, but then also we have um, Robert Ory. You know, Robert Ory is um, actually from Andalusia, Alabama. He and I went to high school together. Okay. Yeah, my dad um, was a PE coach. Wait, wait, wait. You gonna you gonna have to go a little deeper because yeah. not everybody is our age. So, so right. can you share with us who who's Robert Ory? Well, we'll call him. Robert I know P. who I know who Robert yeah, Ory is, yeah. but you know, retired um, NBA player. Um, played for now. Help me out here for LA. Did he? Yeah. Hey, wait, wait, wait. I'm the wrong man to give you hands on, on sports stuff. Yeah. I, I He's Lakers. Enough. But but he done, He got a ring or two. He got seven of them. Oh, <laughs> he got seven rings. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yep, he was with the Phoenix Suns at one point. Um, he got some Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, when Tom Brady um, just did this, this last feat, you know, in the Super Bowl, Robert Robert Keith, well Robert Ory, we call him Robert Keith. Robert Keith, you know, posted something on um on Twitter. I think it was Twitter, Instagram, something that that you know was speaking directly to Tom Brady. Said, "Welcome to the club" or whatever. He had his seven rings. He had his little seven, you know. And I thought that was interesting. But yeah, um, Robert Keith and I, we we grew up together. Um, my sister actually graduated with him. He was three years older than I. Okay. Um, but we, Andalusia being, you know, a fourth the size of Oshkosh, we all went to the same church. We went to the same school. You know, our parents were friends, you know. So so for us that think that the Kosh is small. Oh, no. This ain't small. Man, to be honest with you, when <laughs> I felt I felt bad after a while. Because when we first moved here and I, and we brought, me and Renee came up and then we brought the kids. They were like, oh, my God, we got a Target. Oh, my God, we got this. We got that. Oh, my God, there's more than one grocery store. You know, because where I was. we Okay, so I came up here to, to Wisconsin from Illinois. Mm-hmm. I was a professor at Western Illinois University. Um, I was the chair of the African-American studies department there. Then I became the chair of the liberal arts and sciences program when African-American studies folded into a minor, you know, which housed women's studies and religious studies as well. But I was there 18 years. Whoa, that's a minute. Yeah, our kids were born there. You know, it's real interesting how it works, though, because um, just just really, really quickly from Alabama. I tell people that I'm here in Oshkosh by way of Illinois, by way of um, Wyoming, by way of Missouri, by way of Alabama. You understand what I'm saying? I I thought I was following, <laughs> but I ain't gonna lie, I got okay. lost. Okay, so 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 look, I came to to Wisconsin from Illinois. I moved to Illinois from Wyoming. That's where I met my wife, Renee. Okay. Renee's from Denver, Colorado. She was a student at at um, UW. I was gonna say UWO. She was a, a student at UWYO, University of Wyoming. And as I was, I met her there. But um, before Wyoming, that's where I got my PhD. I got my master's at Mizzou in Columbia, Missouri, and my bachelor's there in Alabama. Okay. You know? So Alabama to, to Missouri to Wyoming to Illinois to Wisconsin. That, 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 that's the truth. You know what's funny, though, when I think about it, though? Um, I'm, I tell people all the time, I've been in school since I started school. You know? You know, most, <laughs> uh, look, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Yeah, you know, since I've worked in academia for a minute now, yeah. People that have PhDs, mm-hmm. they done been there from the jump. Yeah. You done went to school, you get that bachelor's, and then you decide, you know, I like this. I'm just going to hang out here for a minute. Yeah. And so, I, I, you know, I feel like that's that's how PhD works. Yeah, it, it does in a sense. I mean, me, I was a little hard-headed because, you know, I was, I was wow, to be honest with you, my undergraduate and my mindset was to just go back home 
and teach. I was going to be a, a band director, you know, at my high at my high school in Andalusia. Okay. And um, as a, a fraternity brother of, of ours, you know, who basically said, "No, you got something. You don't know what you got, but you coming to Mizzou because he had gone to the University of Missouri Columbia, you know, and said and was a part of something called the um, Campus Visitation Program, which I think would be phenomenal if we had it here. You know, but at any rate, um, it was a group of black fellows, you know, graduate students who were handpicked by the provost to go back out to the HBCUs to recruit other black students to come to, you know, Mizzou. Okay. And so he came back to Alabama State. That's where I was. And he said, you got something. You just don't know what you got. You come to Missouri. I, me being who I am, I was like, no, I'm not. I'm going home. I'm going to be He said, you, you know, he said some other words. You going to Missouri. Right. And I was like, all right, I'll go try it. I'll go see what you talk about. And I got up there, man, and interviewed and auditioned. Next thing you know, they were offering me a fellowship, you know, a, the Justice Thurgood Marshall, brother Thurgood Marshall Fellowship Uh-oh. to go to to go to grad school. You know, me being as country as I was, I was like, what that mean? Bruh. <laughs> I had no idea. Bruh, I didn't. I didn't know what that was like. What is a fellowship, you know? Yep. And I'm like, um, and they were like, Hey, man, they're going to pay for you to go to school. They want you to be there, and they want to pay you to be there. I was like, oh, okay, I can do that. Okay. And so that's when graduate school, that's when school got serious to me. Right. And so, you know, the master's led to the Ph.D. The Ph.D. went right into a job at a university, to another university. And, hey, I didn't take any breaks in between. So I still was like, like I said, since I started in kindergarten all the way to now. I don't know what it's like to not have a spring break. I don't know what it's like to not have Christmas vacation, Thanksgiving break. You take that from me, I'm going to lose my mind because I've had it for 48 years. Look, you is not <laughs> made for the private sector. Not at there. all. Not at all, bro. And so um, I, I think that's really interesting. And another thing that I, as I sat and had time to think about it, and this is probably too much thinking, but every everything I've been involved in, every school, starting with college, has had a concurrent run of gold. Even the frat is all had gold in it. Black and gold. gold. Black right. and gold. Black and gold. Brown right. and gold. Purple and gold. Here we go. Black and gold again. Look, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna throw this out there just so our listeners understand that uh, <laughs> me and you are part of the illustrious Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity really Incorporated, That's and right. our our colors are black and old gold. That's right. And uh, what I loved about it is that the colors of UW Oshkosh. Yep. Is black and gold. So I mean, uh, there's there's love in there. I'm telling you, that gold is everything, man. It was that way at Wyoming. It was brown and gold. At Western, it was purple and gold. Mizzou, it was black and gold. Alabama State was black and gold. You know, so that gold is concurrent. Means something. Well, that you know what it sounds like. You've got navigation for your life. It sounds like you 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 should be places that own them colors. That's right, golden. All right. Yeah, my, my life is golden, bro. That's how I see it. That's how I feel. You know, really tying it into Oshkosh. You know. Um, I, I love it here, man. And, and my life, I, I feel like, to be honest with you, I am in the, a golden place in my life. Mm. You know, um, some people like you kind of just mentioned a while back and say, you know, people think Oshkosh is small, you know, there's this African proverb that says it takes a stranger to a village to appreciate the beauty, you know? Mm. And so here I am appreciating it, man. I love it here. Let me go on and, and give that what it deserves. You know what I'm saying? That there, that's true. Yeah. I appreciate it here. That's how I've ended up living here for 20, 
five years uh, plus plus. So, <laughs> all right, you ready to to move on into Let's the? Roll. Okay, Let's okay. Roll. So the first segment of the Kosh is called "What in the World Is Going On With?" All right, so that's where you get an opportunity to tell us. You finish that that statement there. What in the world is going on with the government? What you mean? With this whole post-presidential impeachment. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I don't follow politics like that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You, you wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> I agree. I don't follow politics like that, but what in the world is going on with that, man? Because it seems like we are we are focusing so much effort on that. And I mean, you know, I kind of get it, but the key word in that was kind of. I think we all kind of get it. I think they kind of get it. But it's like, you know, someone explained to me, well, they're doing this to try to keep this man from being able to resurface, you know, to re-enter, to not just run for president again, but to be a part of anything. If, if you know, he's got impeachment, you know, on his, his record, then, you know, there's you ain't coming back in the house. Uh I don't know. I don't know either, bro. I'm wait, just, wait. I don't know if that's true. Well, you know, but I will agree with you. But well, it uh, seems like it's, it seems like that. I mean, that just makes sense. Um, I don't know. You know, here's my thing. There, there's a side of me that says it's to possibly keep us from having the same situation occur again. Yeah. Right. Possibly. Yeah. There's a part of me that also says. Is this about the fact that we should enforce ethical, um, and, and I don't want to make it political, but but if there is a situation where people break laws, I'm a fairness guy, right? I'm all about fairness. Mm-hmm. So what I don't want to see is I don't want to see a situation where someone gets away with something that someone else couldn't get away with too. So all my thing, all my look, this isn't about whether we enforce or not. Right. It's about to me, whether we enforce the same thing across the board. So when I say that, what I mean is if this political person gets away with it, that should mean that someone should be able to say that the person before them, or after them mm-hmm. should be able to get away with it too. Right. And I can't say that would happen because right. if that political person gets away with it right now, you can't convince me that the political person prior could have got away with the same thing. Oh man, here we go. You know, absolutely. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. Hey. Cause I'm a, I'm a, I'm a creature of fairness. This is yeah. not about, this is not about uh, conservatism right. or, or liberal or anything like this. This is about consistency of America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You either treat, treat everybody the same way. Or you let everybody get away with it. Right. Well, I mean, I understand that. And it makes sense. I mean, when you put it in in that context, it makes sense, which goes along with the analogy that I have. And this is how I understand it. It's like, okay, if you get um, filed, if you file out of a game, you are not getting back in that game because you filed out. 
You see? Bruh. And so, yeah. And so that's how I see it. So it's like, okay, so what they're doing now with this post um, impeachment stuff is kind of like saying, okay, look, this man fouled out of the game. The game is over, but we need to make sure that if, if the game, if we play this game again, he's not going to be able to play because he fouled out in such a horrible way. You know, I don't know. I, I think, I no, know. I think that's an excellent analogy. I mean, you know, the one thing I think is everybody relates to sports. Yeah. Right? yeah you know, right. you know, even if you don't play the game, if you don't play sports, yeah, we all have some under greater understanding of sports. Look, we understand what sports are. We yeah. either watch them or play them or something, something. Right. So I think that's a great analogy. Yeah. Look, people do wrong things in a game. Yeah, they do. And then they get suspended. That's right. Some people, you know, you get kicked out of one game, two yeah. games, a whole year or hey, more. you do something bad enough, you're getting put out the league. Period. Mm-hmm. And I do think that that is maybe the way yeah. that this should be looked at mm-hmm. in some occurrence. I agree. Now, I have, you know, I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm a political animal. I watch so much politics. I yeah. hate to admit it. Yeah. Um, because you know what I want to be on my A game. Yeah. Because, be. yeah, well, uh, you know, I have individuals that want to have those conversations mm-hmm. with me. And, and what I never want to do is I never want to be caught flat footed or off guard. Right. And I don't want to become, I don't want to come across as somebody who's not a loving part of our citizenry. Yeah. That's so funny that you say that. My dad was just telling me that this morning. I was talking to him, you know, shout out to my dad, my mom, my folks in Alabama. Though they're battling COVID right now, both of them have it. No, yeah, no, man. don't, 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 don't bless us with that. They, they got it. But man, I'm just telling you, I was talking to him this morning and I was telling him, you know, about, you know, some of the things that, that I've done and that we're doing. And I was telling him about this that was coming up. And he said exactly what you said. Stay on your A game, you know, like you're right. I I try to stay consistent with it. You know, know what's going on around you. I said, this is Oshkosh, you know? Yeah. And I said, this brother that I'm getting ready to talk to is in the know. And so (laughs) I don't don't know about all that. You in the know. You are, man. (laughs) But I will say this. I just like to. I don't want to come. Look, I I don't like to choose teams like that. Right. Yeah. Because, um. One day, one day, once we once the podcast gets a little further on, we will have more challenging political conversation, yeah, right? Because yeah, there's ways it. I feel about certain things, and it may not yeah. be the way that people assume. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, yeah, you're right um, about that. I know. But that being said, you know, we 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 ain't there, and p- politics right now is way right. too polarized. But but I do think this topic is super important. I mean, you know, what in the world is going on with that is is correct. Um, just watching the things and if don't if don't nothing else make you feel some kind of way them videos to me yeah are undeniable yeah you're right they are they yeah. really are you know and well I'm gonna leave that alone I was getting ready to go somewhere but we'll be talking about that another 10 minutes I don't want to do that but yeah the videos hey. are undeniable Hey, look, this your show, man. It is what it is, you know, because right. I could go on with that. I mean, it's not just the it's not just the post, you know, um, 
the post impeachment stuff, not that, but you know, what in the world is going on with our government as far as, I mean, all of, mm, I'm going to leave that alone. Oh, Let's you, move on, bro. <laughs> wait, do I got to bring you back for another episode? <laughs> I'll bring you back. Hey, we can revisit that. Okay. We can, we can revisit yeah. that. All right. So I'm going to throw out my, what in the world is going on? Yeah. Look, what in the world is going on with this student loan forgiveness? Man, look, you don't know whether to believe that or not. You know, I'm so I got so much debt and student loans to it just seems impossible. You know, I hope they do it the way I feel is like I hope they just forget about it. You know, but (laughs) first of all, uh, the government never forgets. You know, I know. I know. But man, look, all I'm going to say is this. I did something so stupid though, Timber. Look, I didn't, I didn't have, I was there with you. Um, I had people when I was in school giving me the worst financial advice ever. Yeah, me too. You know, and then, and then, and this was, you know, I don't want to date myself, but this was definitely early nineties and I had cats telling me things that just were bogus. Yeah. About school loans. But that being said, here's what I'm going to say. I done had my school loans for a minute. I still got some right now. Yep. I done paid them things multiple times. Multiple times. Multiple times, but I'm getting I'm getting beat up by the interest uh-huh. and by situations of deferment. Uh-huh. You know, because, hey. you know, hey, look, everything ain't always... You know, I've been lucky enough. I've been blessed enough to be been presented with great opportunities, but they don't always line up back Mm -hmm. to back. And every opportunity is not always a situation that is fruitful. Yeah. So Uh, I get into this student loan thing and uh, you run into what they say. You know, at one point I felt like I was just being, you know, taunted you know i was getting calls from different companies and they were promising this and they were promised this and then it was one saying well we can get your payments lowered to this and you know now it's since you're an educator it can be this and after you pay consistently for this many years we'll forgive this much i mean i don't even know what to believe anymore i just threw it all up in the air and just said okay let's defer it and i have been deferring and running from that deferment umbrella you know because you know as it starts to get closer to you you start thinking okay i'm gonna be paying this thing yeah. in three months mm-hmm. i'm paying it two months after a month i'm looking for okay how else can i blow this back up in the air, you know, and I've been doing that for so long. And the thing is, you know, I was okay. I was a scholarship student in my undergraduate Mm -hmm. and I was scholarship in my, you fellowship in my master's program. But bro, the thing that happened with me is that money, you know, I had the, the wrong financial advice as well. I was looking at this like, this is free money, you know? And I knew it wasn't free, but I would go and get it, and I had an issue of trying to keep up with the Joneses. Bruh. I did, man. I did. I was like, okay, well, I want a new truck, you know, and I'm going to date myself by saying this. I wanted, you know, during at that time, I, I was driving this little Ford Escort, and I was crazy, man, because, you know, the Ford Escort was paid for. You know, mama and daddy still was paying the insurance on that thing. I was, you know, in grad school, and I was young because, you know, I went straight through, and I was like, I want a Honda Passport. And my, my mom and dad was like, well, you're going to pay that insurance. You're going to pay that bill if you do it. You're crazy to give up this car that's already paid for and it's, it's running just fine. I want the passport. 
So I went, took out the loan, got the passport, went and bought some other things, you know, went and got me a DVD player. You know, <laughs> I know that sounds so antiquated, but no, no, I did. I mean, you're students. Yeah. When you're a student, you, you have to have it. your judgment. Man, you, don't know, you don't know nothing but what you know. I went and got this big old huge desktop computer, this this Apple computer and all this kind of stuff and laser jet printer. I was living the life, man. I was. I was in the lap of luxury. And um, so I thought. And then all that stuff came back around. And, you know, and when I tell you I did something so crazy, it was now we're in 1997, 98, 99. Man, I was I was in that small crowd that was believing oh, all these computers going to reset in 2000. <laughs> oh, you didn't know. <laughs> Please. Wait, on, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't you tell me. Put you the might put siren on me on wait, that wait, one, wait, 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 wait. You, you might. <laughs> You right, man. I thought I was. I honestly believed that. Oh man, all this stuff. They don't know what they're doing. That these computers gonna reset in two thousand. Man, two thousand came, and it kept coming. It went, and everything was still there. And it was like you know, Mister Simpson. You have this 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 debt that you Oh, owe. you didn't think it was going to disappear. Oh. I thought it was going to disappear, bro. No, I mean, <laughs> I look. don't know. And you were saying, like, come on, Dr. Simpson. You were smarter wait. than that. Wait, wait, wait. I ain't going to say. I, look, this is not a judgment <laughs> of intelligence. This is just about the fact that the government will never lose <laughs> that. Somewhere there's a carbon copy of what you owe. Bro, let me tell you. <laughs> it was a whole bunch of us at one point. We went there out there in Wyoming, man. We were believing that, hey, all this is going to reset. Who, we, nobody ever been into a new millennium. And so this is going to happen, you know. Whatever, bro. It all just it kept going. And so at that point, I was like, okay, I'm in for this thing. And um, shoot. It's grown so much. Yeah. It has grown so much, you know. I, I, I don't even want to get into how much it is, but what's up with the student loans? They there. Hey, I, look, I'm going to tell you like this. I made a very conscious decision within the uh, past several years that I, I had given up all hope on something happening. Yeah. And I was in that, I was going to be part of that thing where you work in a public mm-hmm. uh, institution teaching kind of thing or or if you volunteered and under uh like americorps or kind of thing and you put in your 10 you put in your 10 years of payments Mm -hmm. and blah 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 and then they forgive the rest of that loan let me tell you when i realized that that there they 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 was not really doing that i decided that i was going to go a different route and i was just going going and find it refi and put it under a certain percentage and I'm getting this thing done, you know, but it's, it's crazy. You know, we, we, I'm gonna wrap it up here. Look, it's just crazy how that happens. Cause during the time that I've had my school loans, I know I've paid for it at least once, if not multiple, multiple times over, uh, multiple times over mm-hmm. just period. Just, but, but the interest, the interest, uh, the interest is Hussein Bolt. <laughs> right 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 yeah, and, and 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 even if you look even if you think you paying to keep up you ain't keeping up with the same bolt no you're not and so look i ain't robbed i ain't robbed the government of a damn thing yeah right because right. i done paid this yeah and so i you know there comes a point where there there to me there should be there needs to be an understanding and fairness in the practice of it all. I, I agree. You know, I, I, I agree. And I, you know, with the student loan forgiveness, I do believe 
that, you know, the loans should be forgiven at some point, especially if, like, for those of us, notice I say us, for those of us who take the loans out and we get degrees in education and now we are educating people, I mean, I think the loans after so many years should be forgiven. Bruh. I do. Hey. I do. I feel like they should be forgiven or at least reduced, I mean, significantly because it just makes no sense. You know, you 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 killing the people that's actually try, that's helping you. And just I don't but, know. Man. No, 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 you're right. But but you know what? This, that was a hot topic. Yeah, Look, yeah. I'm like, we're going to have to come back. Yeah, we'll have to on that one, man. And I'll probably be at the same place. <laughs> look, look, I'm hoping not. Man, I'm hoping not. I mean, look, I done made some moves. I'm hoping not. Man, I need to just get on my A game and just do it. You know, there's so many other things, though. Look, look, look. We're going to talk off, off uh, you know, off uh, podcasts. And, and yeah, we gonna, man. We, now you got me. Now I'm, now I'm irritated. <laughs> <laughs> now, I haven't thought about that. I haven't thought about that in so long. Now I'm thinking about it. And I feel like, I feel empty <laughs> like, i was full at first i'm like i'm so happy to be here hey hey look look we gonna bring it back around all right are you ready for the next segment yeah man all that right. just got on my nerves hey my bad man it's my bad right. it's all, all right. right all right so the next segment is word or phrase association all right so you it's a game yeah i like this okay i think so all you got to do is I'm going to say a word and you tell me whatever comes to your mind and then I need you to elaborate a little bit. Is uh, that cool? Yeah. Okay. So the first one is food. I like it. Oh. A lot. Mm. You know, and I, I like it too much. What do you mean? I like food. All, I mean, I can eat all day. I like stuff that tastes good. And um, I think most of us do. My, I, my vice is, is confections, sugars, Um. Any type of cake, cookie, donut. Are you that man? I'm that man. Mm. That's why I stay in the gym, though, bro. I'm so serious. Oh, so you balance it out. So I you eat all the it. sugar, but then you work off all the I sugar. I have a balanced diet. <laughs> yeah, I have a balanced diet because, man, I like sweet drinks. I like sweet food. I like fried food, crunchy food, food, period. Chew, swallow. That's what I like. You should. Act. Let's go back. Food. Chew, swallow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's a fact. Look, yeah, it is a fact. All right, you ready for the next one? Yeah. All right, cocktail or beer? Uh, cocktail. Okay, what you like? Well, I really don't drink now. Okay, but when I did, all right. Uh, you know, this is a hot topic. All right, and hot. I like that. I like the acronym. Um, honest, open, and transparent. And mm. so that's what I'm going to be. Mm. Um, man, when I was in college, you know, um, it was always what they called a Cape Cod. I ain't never heard of that. You ain't never heard of no Cape Cod. You, you know, no. You have mm. never heard of a Cape Cod. Look, first of all, look, I'm from the Kosh. Yeah. You know. It or, was, or, 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 look, I claim the Kosh because I done lived here longer than yeah. I lived where I'm, I'm originally born from. Yeah. But but I'm from the Kosh and the Kosh. I don't know if we know nothing about no Cape Cod. Man, so you're going to have to share. cranberry juice. Oh, that's what they call a Cape Cod? Yeah. Bruh, I used to drink that. Um, mm. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's tasty. It is tasty, mm. and that's the that's the one. It was between that and the screwdriver, the orange juice, gin and juice, gin and orange juice. Oh you know, look, that was. I, look, but I, you haven't been able to make that right. But the Cape Cod, I mean, that was always just right. I you feel know? you. 
Gin and juice, though, that takes me back to Snoop days. Yeah, it do. Mm. But you know what, though? To be honest with you, where I was in my undergraduate career, I just pledged, was in the frat, doing stuff, man. It's crazy because um, in Alabama, see, I this is going to date me. This is going to date me. But I was in college when Cisco was a thing. <laughs> Ooh, wait. Did you just... Did you just bring up the thong song on the slide. <laughs> did you did you just do that on on the cash? I was talking about the drink, bro. No, wait. Oh, wait. There was a drink. Oh. The drink called Cisco that everybody claim had crack in Okay, it, my bad. My my bad. Right. You know? So I'm talking about that. Okay. But then outside of that, you know, it was the it was the the um brick of mad dog. Oh. Yeah, wait. That brick no. You get you a brick of, of Mad Dog. See, yeah, now now you pushing, looking at me like I'm a wino, right? Because mm. that's wine. Wait, wait, wait. I ain't going to look. I ain't looking at you no kind of way. I might have been looking at you like, mm, you brought up Mad Dog. 2020. 20, <laughs> wait, look. That, there was memes out there about that. The fact that Mad Dog had 2020 behind it. There's a reason why. Because right. it was all wrong. Oh, yeah, you better believe it. Mm. Man, Kiwi Mad Dog. Me and, me and the bros can go rounds and rounds talking about them bricks of Mad Dog. They used to just be thrown back there in the back seat. But it's anyway. That's, yeah. what, <laughs> that's yeah. what it was. Thank God for deliverance. I don't do that stuff no more, man. It ain't mm. good for my brain cells. Nah, man. Look, Mad Dog is evil. Yeah, that's yeah, all I hey. got to say about it. Yeah. All right, you ready for the next? We one? might as well be. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I'll say this: people listen to like, "What well, you? You know, hey, I'm human. I'm right. Yeah, and this is a good. This is a good conversation. I like this. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Good okay, okay. Next word: Amazon. Oh, <sighs> Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I thought of something that I was going to say, but I'm not going to say it because it's, it's kind of crazy. It go all the way back to a lyric that Rick James said. Oh, wait. <laughs> don't I feel like an Amazon. Wait, don't deny us the Rick James <laughs> lyric. This is a brick house. Oh, you know? Wait, you remember that song? Yes. Brick house. They mm. said it's built like an Amazon. Oh. But anyway, <laughs> I know that makes no sense. No, that, that makes too much sense. When you said Amazon, that's the first thing I thought. Oh, wow. She a brick house. She built like an Amazon. Mm. But no. Um, you know, when I when I see the word Amazon, hear the word Amazon, I automatically begin to think like everybody else does, you know, um, the the online shopping and ordering and things like that. And I try to stay away from it. Oh, you don't do it? I do it. But I try not to do it. Oh, that means you ain't successful. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not successful. And then again, you might look at it and say you are. Okay. okay. This is what I did. I didn't do it. This is what happened. Now, tell me, ethically, was this right or wrong? I ordered some swimming headphones. Right. Wait, there's such a thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's an MP3 player, but I mean, you can swim with them. And I ordered them. Wait, you swim? Man, I swim every day, six days a week. Wait, I got all sorts of questions, but six but I'm, you go on. Yeah, you I swim on. six days a week, man. I'm done. I'm up to now swimming thirty laps in thirty minutes. Okay. Yeah, I I love it. That's I told you about. I have a balanced diet, so um, I got these headphones. Well, I ordered them, and I have Amazon Prime, and so they were to come the next day, and they told me they sent me the mail that said your um earphones have been delivered. Well, they weren't outside my door. And I'm thinking, mm, somebody must have taken them. What? So I call and they said, well, um, sometimes they make a mistake and they should be there tomorrow. If they're not, call us back. 
So I called back, but they, they sent me a picture to say they were delivered. Here's the picture of where they were. And I was like, that clearly is not my front door. Oh, they delivered them somewhere else. I, I didn't know where at the time. Oh, so they refunded my money. Okay, good. It, look, Amazon is good for that. Well, here's the thing. I live over here in like the heart of Studentville, you know, and so the headphones had been delivered to Morgan Crossing, you know, to the um the to the the residents over there, and some student saw them and was like, "Oh, these belong to Doctor Simpson," you know. Oh, so you got hooked up, and so they brought them to me, and it's like Doctor Simpson, Doctor Simpson, this is a package that came for you. Look, let me go on there. <laughs> and look, whoever that student was, you 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 get some love. Yeah, yeah. And so my my whole thing is all right. So if they gave me these, um, but Amazon has refunded my money, so I got them for free, I guess. Oh, well, you know what? Is that ethical? Should I call Amazon and say, "Hey, I want to give y'all eighty dollars back"? Look, I ain't gonna tell you what you should do with Amazon, but I am gonna tell you that as I continue to give love to Amazon on the cash. I need them to go on and give me a call so we can get a little sponsorship. Look, hey, look. they might as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They might be like, our first sponsorship we want is that $80. That- <laughs> <laughs> so don't ask them yet. <laughs> look, look, look. All right. You, you ready for the next one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Netflix. Man, Netflix. Um, I, I like Netflix a lot. And, you know, I try not, I try to get into series, to watching series and things like that. Cause you know, binging, binge watching or whatever. And when COVID hit, actually before COVID hit, I fell into something that was really a, a real old series, but man, how to get away with murder. Oh, oh. man, that Annalise Keating. Yes. Man, I just fell in love with that show. I could not put it down. I would be up sometimes three, four in the morning. My show was Scandal. I can't, not that I can't get into. I oh, tried, but I couldn't. Okay. I just cannot. But that, and then Hit the Floor, there's another another one I got into. And it's funny because who put me on to all of these series? My kids. Dad, mm. you got to watch this. Right. You mm. know, it was the Amazon. I mean, not Amazon, but Netflix. I mean, I got teenagers, you know. And so teenagers, I, it used to be a time, like when we was growing up, there were things that we would have never thought to look at and watch. You Correct. Know? But now... These kids, you know, you have to face reality. The stuff that you see on primetime TV, they learning about in school. I, you know what? I'm just being honest. Hey, I, I'm gonna pretend like I used to know, but my, I, I, my, my, my young Timber, Timberette, uh-huh. my little girl, she grown. Uh-huh. So I look, I done been away from the high school game for a minute. Man, so, well, you know. I got, I got one in college and one in high school, but. There are things like I remember my late middle school days, early high school days when we used to take the cassette tape. When we was passing a cassette tape around Luke Skywalker and the two live crew. Ooh. And you have to put that under the mattress because you didn't want mama finding that. No, you didn't. You know what I'm saying? Facts. But now they got songs that play on on, you know, just regular radio. Bruh. Yeah, they got the same lyrics, man. I mean, uh, worse. Wait, wait. The lyrics then look, I don't know if they was worse, but it's different they because well now be. the gender who's singing it has changed. Yeah. Right. 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 Because right. back in the day it was Luke Skywalker right. and Easy E. Right. But now it's Nicki Minaj. It's Carly like, B. Carly Cardi B. Um yeah. it's it's um even like even and you're just your smooth R and B like uh Rihanna, Love on the Brain. 
and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, oh my God, do you hear what she's saying? No, I ain't gonna lie, I don't listen no more. I done got old. Well, listen, I, I'm I'm I ain't gonna claim old. I'm I'm a I'm I love music. And so when I hear it, I'm like, but a lot of these songs, to be honest with you, I heard for the first time, you know, as I was riding in the car with my daughter, I was like, what did they just say? Mm. What what was that they just played? You mm. know, she's like, Dad, oh my God, everybody's listening to this. This is just on the radio. I said, That's on the radio. I know. I said, Do you not do you know what that means? Dad, everybody knows what it means. And what can you do at that point? So I say all of that to say when they say, Dad, you should watch this show. It's so good. You would love it. And then I see some of the scenes and some of the things that are happening. I'm like, you watch, you watch this? Like, and they say, yeah, I've seen it. I will say this. I, you know, I had a philosophy when my, uh, my daughter was growing up that we did not try to shelter. I did not think that was the way to go. Um, we did not expose either. Right. right. What we did was if it's there to consume for the public, yeah. you know, I'm not talking about no specialty mm-hmm. channels or nothing, mm-hmm. but if it was out there to consume. Yeah. And, and, and TV has changed a lot from when I was young and probably from when you were young, mm-hmm. you know, then then let her watch it. And then we had our conversation. Mm-hmm. If the conversation is necessary, yeah. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's and so there, like, yeah. You know, one of the things I will say that my daughter used to watch uh, back in the day that I, I actually I'm kind of grateful for was actually the uh, the TV sh- the the shows on MTV that were the um, the the Teen Moms, the who the Teen Mom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because Teen Mom was on some things yeah. where. There was conversation I didn't have to have because right. Teen Mom was had that conversation. That's right. And so that was that was good stuff. And so. more than anything, it probably would show her what you don't want. You know, yeah, I, I agree with you. You know what? I'm not going to pretend to be in the head of my daughter, but I'm going to say that I don't have any grandchildren yet. Right. I'm in the <laughs> same boat with you. I'm praying that I stay there for quite some time. I got time. Yep. All right. So one last word association. Valentine's Day. Ooh, woo, woo, woo. Uh, it's tomorrow. Is it? Yeah, it's uh-uh. tomorrow. Look, to- I'm not. I'm, I'm pretending like I don't know, but I know. Look, every yeah. good, every, every when I good. leave here, I got to go. <laughs> yeah, wait. When you leave here, you gotta go do what? Huh? huh? Go find a some. Wait, I'm I'm not gonna publish this until after Valentine's right, Day. So right. we look. You ain't gotta worry about. Well, it. I already had it made up in my mind when I knew this was a part of my calendar of, of today that I was going after this. Because okay. a part of it for me still, for me and Renee still, it's funny because we still like to uh, add the element of surprise. You Ooh. know, but I don't even mention it. I haven't mentioned Valentine's Day and neither has she. I know that she's going to, you know, do something. She's going to buy something. She's going to, you know. And so, yeah. So I got I got her. Okay. You know, yeah, I got her. But see, the thing is, I'm a father of two daughters. And so I got to buy, you know, them some stuff too. Yeah. You got to take care of this. I got three hearts, right. you know. <laughs> Me and my wife, uh, we are anti-Hallmark holiday. Uh-huh. So I, it's kind of the understanding that, look, I want, always want to bless her. Uh-huh. But I'm going to bless you when I'm ready. Yeah. Ain't got to be on that day. Right. I don't need Hallmark to tell me the day. That's right. I get it. But, I understand. Uh, but, but you know, look, I ain't knocking Valentine's Day. But it's day. fun. You know it's fun. Look. 
I I, don't, I ain't for Hallmark holidays either, but I mean, I I like I like stuff. Look, I like candy. I like candy. I like a card. Well, you know, no. As far as cards are concerned, Look. now the way I feel about that, I ain't finna go spend no five ninety nine for a piece of paper that you're gonna read once and throw in the garbage. You know, facts. And I ain't about to do that. And so I, you know, <laughs> bro, <laughs> I'm so I will go. I will go. <laughs> And I will take pictures of the insides of the cars and the words that I like. You ain't that man. I'm that man. Oh damn. And I will you you that man too. Hey, and I will wait. I will say I like the way that was worded. Then I will paraphrase some things, but it's the thought that counts. I went and read it. Look, I just don't have to pay six ninety nine because it's all frilly and it feels all furry because it's going in the garbage. Look, I'm just happy. I'm gonna give a shout out to the to the wife. To Mrs. Timber, that uh, she is she is not that young lady. She does not she does not put that on me. But I do like to surprise her every once in a while. Yeah, see, you know, my shout out to to my wife to to you know Renee is that she's not looking for anything. Mm. She's looking for me. She wants the time. She'd rather me be there. Right. Instead of, you know, she, it doesn't have to be a card. It don't have to be no candy. It don't have to be no flowers. Because all of that stuff, really, it fades, it dies, it goes away. Right. She wants me to be there. Right. And the way, as hectic as my life has been over the past month, you know, or semester or whatever you want to say it, our lives, man, we just want each other. Facts. Just to be there. If I could just sit down all day tomorrow, I'm good. Bruh. Hey, you better believe it, man. Let's right. sit there. Okay. You ready for the next segment? <laughs> yeah. Let's make okay. Happy it's Valentine's called, Day, y'all. Hey, that's what's up. Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. Right. Um, the next segment is called the Naughty or Heroes Corner. Hmm. Where would you like to take that? Uh, you know, who would you like to nominate? I'm going to go with the Heroes Corner. Okay. And I'm going to nominate my wife. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to nominate her yeah, for the Heroes Corner. I'm going to tell you why. Why? Because she's doing the doggone thing, bro. I mean, Oshkosh has, for me, mm. she says it all the time. And, and you know, Brother Sean, he, he always picks, you know, oh, the king of Oshkosh. I don't see it that way. But I, I have found a very lush place here in Oshkosh. You know what I mean? Hey, you ain't got to tell me. I just, hey, I done been here since the 90s. Yeah, I like it here. And I like the people that I've met here. And I like the things. And I and when I say she doing the doggone thing, it has not necessarily met her in that way. You know, they know who she is. And I think it's all a personality thing. You know, I don't meet strangers. I don't meet a stranger. I just, I, I act like I've been knowing you for years if we just first meet. You know, so... Um, my wife is the um, health teacher at Oshkosh North High School. And, you know, Renee's background is not in health education. Um, Renee's background is not in education. But she has enough know-how and knows how to put herself forward so well. You know, she got that job and she is killing it. You know, and so hey. that's my hero because anybody who can get in and see – I, I honestly believe that my wife can do any job that is put before her because she has the, the ability to learn it and do it well. She's never, ever got in got in something and didn't do it well because them kids love her over there. 
Look, I, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Uh, you know, I done had the opportunity to sit on a committee or two. Yeah. And um, she do it. Yeah. She do she do it. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I'm proud I, of her, man. Kudos. Yeah, that's 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 who belong in my hero's corner. I love it. Love it, love it, love yeah. it. All right. So now this is where, you know, look, we done chopped it up for a minute. Yeah. But you know what? I done got hungry again. Okay, so <laughs> 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 but you know what? This is where look. That was all the prerequisites. We ain't even got to the main topic, but right. we we here now. So so to to the cautious audience, you know, this is where the the guest always gets to pick what the topic of the week is. So, um, Doctor Simpson, what, what what's your topic of the week? Man, it's the topic of the month. The topic of the year for me. Mm. Black history. Oh, it it look. You know, mm. black history, we call it black history month, but for me and, and who I am is black history life, <laughs> not, wow. not even black history year It's always black history for me. And so to stay in the confines of the discussion, the topic of the week is black history month. It has been amazing. Okay. Black history month fall, um, for, for, um, 2021, um, it's, it's followed, um, black history month here in Oshkosh for fall, for, I keep saying fall, but for spring 2020. And, um, I'm very proud of how black history month has turned out here at UWO or in Oshkosh. And, um, you know, the people are supportive. I mean, I know everybody's not necessarily supportive. Everybody doesn't really get why, you know, we support or not support, but have a black history month mm. and I don't, it ain't for everybody to get. Bruh. It's just not. It's just not for everybody to get. But the relevance of it, um, wh- how it is centered, how it centers us as not only black people, but as black men and black women and black children and, you know, black professors and black teachers and black lawyers and doctors, anything that you can put black in front of. I mean, it's relevant and we are able to be centered in this. It's kind of like. Um, Elaine Locke said, and as he spoke about the Harlem Renaissance, you know, you can take the poet and the peasant, you can take the preacher and the teacher, you can take the, the, um, the thief and the robber, you can take the doctor, you know, you can just take all of, but the greatest strength among all of those different people and all coming from all of those walks of life is that they find each other. And once they find each other, that's when we really begin to make something of ourselves and our culture. You know, we ain't all the same. We, we're not a monolithic group. We can't be. You know, yeah. but what's special about black folk, us black folk, is that we bring so many different things to the table and we know how to add that stuff up and braid it together to make something that can no no other culture can duplicate what we do. Mm. They they cannot, you know, um they they often imitate it, but never duplicate it. Facts. You know, and I love that about us and our culture, and I will always, you know, tout blackness you know it's like this this poem by marie evans that i really love it says who can be who can be born black and not sing of it who can be born black and not exalt you know who i don't you just can't Mm. in the coming together of our coming togetherness you know it resonates of a sound and a sound over a sound over a sound and i'm kind of adding to you know her poem but it's just man who who is the question can be born black and not sing of it, not live in it, not be in the joy of it. Who can be born black and not exult? And that's that's what I think about Black History Month. I'm just 
my chest is like just out so far because I'm so proud of, you know, the fact that, again, we're doing the thing. We are. Okay. I'm feeling you on that. So let me just ask, because I, I also feel like I love to celebrate Black History Month. Mm-hmm. And I, I find it as a time to be um, educated myself because I'm not going to lie. I, 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 as I have gone through my school systems, I have never at any point in my educational system uh, from, from kindergarten through uh, elementary, middle school, high school, college, you know, the, the, the degree, the, the, the advanced degree, I have never been in a situation where I was in a majority situation. I have never, I I have gone to Catholic schools and suburb schools and, and things like that. And, and, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I've been blessed with an amazing education my parents blessed me with an amazing, with amazing opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, others have blessed me with the knowledge on how to maneuver through those. But that being said, what black people did was never a focus in any of those institutions. Right. So as much as I have been educated and I like to think that I'm an educated gentleman. There's so much I don't know, and yet am always surprised by, as if I am that freshman in high school who's taking that course, yeah. that freshman in college who's taking that course. There's so much about a history, a history associated that I don't know. Yeah, you know, and it's so funny that you say that because there's so much that I don't know, you know, and there, the history of the United States is black history, you know, and wait, say that again. The history of the United States is black history or African American history. Facts. It's so many things that, you know, I mean, it's enough history out there that we could start as freshmen and go through semester by semester, taking 12 hours of African-American history per semester. And when we graduate as seniors, we still will not have it all. What I would like to see is the point in which it is no longer African-American history. Mm -hmm. It's just American history. Yeah. Well, I got a feeling about, I got, I got a, I feel a certain type of way about that. Because my thing, and this is a whole nother segment, but American, I, I, I too am American, as Langston Hughes said. But at the same time, the status of American, I do own to, to, to nullify the fact that only white people are American. Because, now let me clarify, in other countries, around the globe, other, other, on other continents, countries, um, American is synonymous with white. 
And I want to always have a line of demarcation between what is American and what is African American. So I don't, I, I agree by you saying I'd like to see it just all become American history, but I want to be certain that when we talk about American history, you know, that we're not, for lack of a better term, whitewashing the contributions of black folks. I, and, and, and I understand that too. Look, I'm not, I'm not wanting there to be a wash of anything, Yeah, but I do think there is a, and not to make it a, a, a debate debate, yeah. but at least to share some, some different views. Yeah, um, my, my, my thought process is, is I think about certain situations where if it, if the race was not pointed out, it would feel different. Right. And what I, and so I'll give you my example, yeah. things that happened this past election, mm-hmm. right. And people felt some kind of way about different things. And, and, and then there was the vote and people didn't, you know, the disenfranchisement of the vote. Right. Mm-hmm. So in to make it personal, because this is the cash. And so we're dealing with Wisconsin. Right. You know, there was recounts only in Madison and Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And why was that? We know why that was right. Because that is where Brown people were. Right. Right. Would that feel the same way instead of that just being pointed out instead of the the media pointing out that this is where the concentration of people with tans are? That's how I'm going to refer. Okay. Were and those were American votes. If everything was an American vote, this would seem atrocious. But the minute we pull it apart and separate people find ways to find acceptance in it. And that's where I have pause Mm -hmm. because I don't know about you, but all I know is this country, right? Born, raised, uh, served, served our country in the military. Mm -hmm. This is all I know. Yeah. And so I feel I am very much part of the citizenry I, I do the things that other citizens do, work job, pay taxes, do the things. And as things get separated, particularly, I think, for people of color, they start to find ways to not make us American and to give us to subcategorize as if we were, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, aliens. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because no matter what, we're gonna, we're gonna. It's funny that you say that because we're gonna always be hyphenated Americans, whether they say we're American or not. You know, because like I said, I am American. Someone from another country would see me and know that I am American. But I wanted to always be known that my ancestry is of African origin and that that speaks of a different type of livelihood here for me. And it's not always, you know, negative. It's not always bad. You know, like I said, there's no disgrace in being black. There's Uh no disgrace in being African. I'm proud. I'm proud. There is an inconvenience in it. 
And there's a there's a challenge. There is there is a challenge. There's an inconvenience, bro. And I'll explain what I mean. When you're in places like um, like Oshkosh, for example, or you know where I came from in Illinois, or you know many little small towns, you know, as a black man, you, I, I, man, I'm bald headed for a reason because I got tired of having to seek out bros who can cut my hair in their kitchen or in the basement because there were no places, there were no barber shops. For black men, there were no places for black people to get their hair done. Hey, you know, you ain't got to tell me, man. Yeah. My barber became the wife. My see, wife is my barber. Do you understand what I'm saying? And mm. so that's the kind of stuff what I'm saying. And when, you know, you have these places to say we serve all, we, we, we do all types of hair. All means all, but they don't mean all. And so I would rather go to a place where I know they serve African-American. And when I say that, not serve as in a restaurant style, but we, we can cut black hair here and we can do black hair here. You know, that's where we're not looked at as something separate. And that's what you're saying, but that would take, man, 400 years of a rewind. You know, it ain't going to just look. You can tomorrow. never, you can never, I never look for the rewind yeah. because history, the point of history is it doesn't happen. Well, see, history is that. It's just that. It's his story. You know, this and look. It, it I ain't gonna, nice I ain't gonna knock that because uh, the people that write it are the people in power. Absolutely. And so, once it's written, that's something that we've always, as a human race, we've always late um, relied on is the written word. And once it's written, then you know it's not even a question as to who wrote it anymore. It's the fact that it's written. Well, once it's out there long enough. Who wrote it anymore? It don't even matter it because because it, it, it is what it is. It is it's it is, written. It is exactly what it is, you know. And so that's why I think that's why I said I started this segment off by saying, you know, it's not Black History Month. It's Black History Life for me because and it doesn't mean that I, I don't see anybody else. But I also recognize and celebrate the accomplishments of of us and the things that we do, because if we don't tout ourselves, who will? I understand that. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's kind of how I do it. And so uh, how I see it. Um, am I always walking around? Am I Mr. Black History all the time? No. No, 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 no. But, I mean, I always keep it on the forefront of my mind. I do know when I look in the mirror, I know who I am. Identity is so important. Yeah. Yeah. I can't stress that enough. Of Identity course. is so important. Yeah, because I can walk into a room full of white people and be just as comfortable as I am walking into a room full of black folks. Color doesn't matter to me. I'm not thrown off by the fact that, because, I mean, Wisconsin is white, but I love Wisconsin. Wait, and my, that's kind of my argument. My my argument, not an argument. Argument is the wrong word to use. My point mm -hmm. is, is that um, I am an American citizen. Right. So I walk in any room with an, any other American citizens and I'm confident. Mm -hmm. Period. Because mm -hmm. I am American. Mm -hmm. I am citizenry. I pay taxes. Mm -hmm. I work the jobs. Mm -hmm. I do the things that is the American dream. Right. This tan does not define that. For you. For me. Or me. I, 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 it, but for many other people who don't have that tan, you're defined by that tan. It, wait, I think I think the tan does define. Yeah, and 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 I'm not saying the tan does not. It it has influence, uh -huh. you know, because being a person of color, 
it influences the way that you carry yourself and the decisions you make. And there's things you have to take into account every day, every day, because you walk into a world, right? It, it seems, I'm not ignorant of the tan. Yeah, yeah. I'm not ignoring the tan, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to impose my American citizenry in places to make them understand that it is just a tan. Mm-hmm. That's good. I get it. I like it. You know, I, 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 I accept that. And I think it's important that, like you said, to note that you said you impose that so that they know. Now, do they always receive? No. You know, that's the case. That's the point. And it's okay because we're comfortable enough to know that if you, if you don't, you're missing out. You know, if you yeah. don't receive me, you're missing out. Facts. But they're, they're, um, it's just, it's the, the fact of the matter is when we really get into splitting hairs and genes as to, you know, the gradient of this tan and, you know, who is the tannist and, you know, <laughs> if you tan tan, are you tanity tan tan, <laughs> blackity black black, you know, <laughs> you know, those are the types of things that that's where it, 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 you know, that's where the rubber meets the road. But outside of that, you know, with black history and being black in America, I mean, it has its place. And I believe in just making sure that we center blackness in everything we as black people do. Am I saying that we forget that we're American and we don't welcome white people into the story? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. You know, because our white brothers and sisters have just as much to bring to the table, you know, as we do. And so I just think it's interesting. I think it's, I think it's really cool that we're able to, do that. I just feel like we don't want to lose our identity in trying to appease um, people who don't look like us. I would agree with that. And, and I would even challenge that to say that that identity will never be allowed to be forgotten. Right. Right. So it's, it's the understanding that through the lens, we will always be viewed yeah. in such a way that the tan will always mm-hmm. be brought into the greater um, judgment right. of the individual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Agreed, yeah. yeah. And, and let me say this about Black History Month. Let me say this about Black History Month as I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Black History Month is a celebration we right. always say this is a Black History Month celebration. Right. It's not always about pointing out the things that others did to us that was so horrible and so wrong. And okay. a lot of people run from Black History Month or don't like it because they think, well, you're getting ready to slap my hand again. You're getting ready to tell me how bad, you know, white people were to black people. You're getting ready to tell me how bad, you know, the country was and, you know, you still think that way. And that's not what black history is. It is about celebrating the accomplishments of all people and how we have really become, you know, just those people who have contributed so much to this society as well. So we're talking about the inventors and the doctors and the teachers and, you know, all of those politicians who've done some amazing things for this country. So that's what black history really is about. You know, our our black history month is about celebrating the accomplishments and the things that we too bring to the table. I agree with that. And, and so my part about that is that, um, and then, then, then we're going to let it go. Yeah. I'm sad that I don't know more. Yeah. 
because identity in the American experience is so important in the fact that I don't know more about fellow people of color um, and the accomplishments and how they helped build this country and the things that they contributed to this country. Mm-hmm. And that is not, it's not woven into the fabric of our, of our, our history books and what our children are taught. Mm-hmm. It drives me absolutely insane because yeah. that is what gives you your pride. Absolutely. That is what gives you your identity, mm-hmm. you know, and I can tell you now that there's only so much you can learn about Martin Luther King. Right. And that is the only. That's it. Martin Luther King. And you might. And, 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 and for those educators who thought they were for a little bit ahead uh, or a little bit ahead of the game and about it, then you might have learned about Malcolm X. Right. right. But, but, yeah. but I needed or, or, or Rosa Parks. Yeah. I needed to learn about those other individuals, mm-hmm. those those individuals that did other things, Man, the inventors. So I needed to know about the inventors and what they created because then that tells me, guess what? I create that too. Yeah, let me say let me say this real quick. Let me say this. So the, as you talk about those inventors and those inventions and things, Black History Month is a time that um, really – how can I say this? Look, you, I, got, you just got to have to say it. When we look at the inventors, Black History Month is a time that reminds a lot of people that the education that they got was lackluster. And so Black History Month is not about learning. It's about unlearning. Bruh. Uh-huh. It's about unlearning, and so it's kind of like I'm going to this. I'm going to this Black History Month celebration or this Black History Month event to unlearn. And unlearning is so much harder than learning, and that's why it frustrates a lot of people because they are pushed into a push pulled out of their comfort zone and pushed into some real unfamiliar territory where they've got to unlearn years of learning. Like I share with my students right from the jump on the very first day when I talk about it, I ask the question about this story. Uh, I give them this little story about this little boy named Theo who asked his mama, what would the world be like if there were no black people? And she goes through telling him about it. And as she's, as they're going throughout their day, there's so many things that aren't there, you Mm. know, like the, the brush, the comb, the ironing board, the iron, the washing machine, um, the lawnmower, the refrigerator, the heating furnace, um, Anything just about that we use in this society today, the filament for the light bulb, anything that we use in this society today, we take a lot of this stuff for granted. You know, anything that makes our lives easier, black folk invented. Why? Because they were slave people or people who worked on plantations who invented these things to help them in their work. But why are they not given credit? Because their slave masters took those things and the patent was given to the owner of the slave, the owner. So if I were your slave and I invented this mouse right here, you know, you could go and go with me and we can present this thing and the patent is going to be written and assigned to you. And you will and you go down in history as you're the man who invented that. But I did it. And I don't have a voice to say that I did it. That's well, what we're learning. Well, 
Yes, but we're going to give the credit of the mouse to uh, Bill Gates, I believe. I think my man Bill Gates made that happen. (laughs) His name was on it, but he he wasn't that either. (laughs) It it wasn't him. Because, I mean, we can go all the way back to gaming systems and things like that. You know, it was a black man who invented the first game cartridge. And all that kind of stuff. I Uh-oh. mean, we're at the we're at the root of Uh-oh. so many things that we have, black folk. And we have to. What happens is, we as people, as we begin to learn this stuff, we start having to unlearn stuff. Mm. Could you imagine having to go back and learn that two plus two isn't four; is really three? Mm. And how can you navigate through the rest of your life with this new learning that two plus two is three and not four when you've been taught wrong the whole time? That's what that's like. And people don't want to get pushed to that level when it comes to learning black history. No, that the, the, the <laughs> um, look, we ain't ready. We ain't ready. We ain't ready. That's why we do it just just once a month, once a year, you know, because if we was to do it six months out of the year, man. Woo. Facts. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, man. I appreciate you. Hey, hey. You know, hey, I would like to thank you hey. for taking some time and giving giving us this blessing hey, on, the kosh. Up on the cosh. All right. <laughs> chop it up on the cosh. All right. All right. So um once again, we 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 about to wrap this up. Right. You know, we we went hard. Me and Dr. Simpson went real hard yeah, here. It's good. It's good. All right. And so um First of all, I'd like to say out there, uh, you know, if you have any questions or if you would like to be a guest on the Kosh, please feel free to email askthekosh at gmail.com. Once again, that is askthekosh at gmail.com. We are always looking for uh, individuals to spotlight here on the Kosh and um, come in here and let's have a conversation and share what you got to share. All right. Did you enjoy this? Did you enjoy this there, Dr. Oh, man, Simpson? did I? Yeah. I, I mean, well, I love to talk, so of course I enjoyed it. Um, it's always it's always a good time sitting with you, brother. It is. All right. Because you know, you're going to keep it real. We're just going to talk like look, it look, is to be. Yeah. With the your Kosh, authentic look, self. The, the, the only thing that I ask is as a guest on the Kosh is come in here and be authentic. Be authentic, right? Yeah, right, right. right. You know, right. you know, we ain't, wait, like, authenticity is not conflictual. That's right. Authenticity is the spice of life. Facts. You know? All right. So yeah. this is the part of the show where you get an opportunity to give any shout outs that you might have. Do you got any shout outs? Hmm. I don't know. What? Explain to me what you mean by a shout out. Look, shout out can be anybody like, uh, our last guest uh, chose to recognize some some people in the in the community who are doing some very special things. Uh, there, you could shout out the family, you could shout out the friends, you can shout out. You, look, it's a shout out. Or if you are doing something right now mm-hmm. that you need that this audience, the cash, right? Because we got an audience, right? All right. All right. If you need the audience to know what's going on out there in Dr. Simpson's world and what you might have coming up on the horizon, yes, sir. this this here, I'm giving you, look, people pay big money for this kind of spot. This is the platform. Okay. This is the platform. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I call it a promotion uh-huh. instead of a shout out, but it can be a shout out. So I'd I, I couch it in this. I'd like to shout out um, my students at UWO who are daring and I say loosely daring to participate in something that we've never really had here 
and I say never really had because it's not been done the way that I'm doing it. But I have a gospel choir mm. at UWO. What? The University of Wisconsin Oshkosh has a gospel choir. They are called the Divine Voices of the Valley Gospel Choir. And these kids get together. We've only rehearsed. Um, well, we, we got together. We started the organization in the fall of 2019. And um, we, well, actually, no, it was the spring of 20, no, fall of 2019. And in the spring of 2019, in February, Black History Month, um, we gave a concert. And out of that concert, we won New Student Organization of the Year. Mm. Um, and we were exposed, you know, we exposed ourselves to the community in that regard. But it, we were a very small organization, probably seven, eight students is all I could seem to, you know, gather at one time because it was new. People was like, wait, what is this? I don't know if I'm coming to it. Well, now I've got uh, almost 20, you know, and we've only rehearsed two times. And it's like the numbers are just multiplying because I started with 10. Next, the next week I had 20. I don't know how many I'm going to have next week. But the reason I'm shouting this out is because this is just the foundation for something is a larger picture that I have here. I am here and I am going to create a, um, a, a, a valley-wide, region-wide mass choir. I am going to put Wisconsin on the map for gospel choir. Right. That's what I want to do. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. This is how I'm going to do it. This is going to be a a choir that's going to be made up of everybody. I should just call the choir everybody because it's going to be, it's not, there's no requirement that you got to be so deep and super religious. There's no requirement that you got to be a part of any particular denomination. All you got to do is want to learn how to sing and be teachable. That's it. That's it. Learn how to sing, want to sing, be teachable, follow the instruction, and know that we're singing gospel music. Now, I'm going to tell you what gospel is, you know, and you will learn it in that regard. But this choir, the way we're going to sound and the way we're going to put ourselves forward is not going to match the way we look, I know. Mm. You know, but it's going to be like people will see us and be like, that's them? So I got I got one question. Yeah. Can y'all sing? Man, can we sing? Yeah, what? We, sing. we are doing, we, we having a concert, as a matter of fact, on February 27th mm. at River Valley Church. It is in person um, at 630. Come on out. It's going to be good, man. I'm, you know, working can, with the musicians. Can you repeat that again? Where, where is that? February 27th, River Valley Church. Where right is that at? On the corner of High and Congress, right here in Oshkosh. Okay. And um, at 6.30, admission is free. Doors will open at 6 o'clock. Um, come in and just see what these kids are going to do because what they're going to present to you is going to be just at three weeks' worth of rehearsal. That's it. But they're going to bring it. They're going to bring it. And, and, and what I want people to understand, and I will probably say this in the concert, is that what you see here and what you hear here is only a result of three weeks of rehearsal. And when I say three weeks, that is meeting once a week for an hour and a half. So... If we take an hour and a half and multiply that by three, that's three, four. What I can't do the math. Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You talking about four and a half hours? Four and a half hours. Four and a half hours. We four and a half hours. What we're gonna present on the twenty seventh is gonna be four and a half hours. Okay, of, but but nonetheless, it sounds like it will be blessed. Oh, it's gonna be blessed. It's gonna be amazing, and people are gonna want to join. Now, the only caveat with the Divine Voices of the Valley Gospel Choir is that they are a student, a recognized student organization, and it is only open to UWO students. Mm. 
you know, or people who are affiliated with the institution. So faculty staff can join as well. Um, but the, the, this larger choir that I'm going to have that's going to actually span um, from Fond du Lac, Oshkosh, to Appleton, to Green Bay. Oh, there, this, there, so there's a bigger dream. There's a bigger dream. This is what I'm saying. That's what I mean by saying that this is going to be that choir that we're going to be on the map for the state of Wisconsin mm. because we're going to be like Wisconsin Mass. I mean, they've got Alabama Mass Choir. They've got Georgia Mass Choir, Florida Mass Choir, New Orleans, New Orleans, um, Louisiana Mass Choir. A lot of states have mass choirs, right? right? Wisconsin is going to have a mass choir, and it's going to come out of the Fox Valley region. Okay, so so here's what here's what I'm gonna say out there. I know I know that the Kosh audience is out there. They listening. Good. They probably thinking, you know what? I'm nice. I you know what? I I I know how to get up on the on on the uh, the, the the uh, with the choir. I know how to stand up. Let's do it. Let you know. And they gonna wanna they gonna wonder uh, how do I reach out to Doctor Simpson so I can share my gift with the world. I'm glad you asked that question. Uh-uh glad you asked that question well i got to well you know what you can always email me at alfonso simpson as a-l-p-h-o-n-s-o simpson like bart simpson alfonso simpson at gmail.com you can email me there you can get me at simpson a at uwash.edu um you're gonna see me around town you're gonna see me um and Hey, not don't don't just get in contact with me, but contact others that you think may be interested in joining me in this mission, and we're gonna build it together. Well, I'm gonna throw one more out there, just because I do have personal contact with Dr. Simpson here. You can also email the Kosh right. at gmail.com, and yeah. I will pass on any interest any interested choir members. Yeah, on to Dr. Simpson from the ages of 16 on up. There we go. For that choir, you have to be 16. The reason being is because we're going to we're going to eventually travel. Um, it may require some driving and these types of things. And so the only way a minor um, under, and I say somebody under the age of 16 can be involved is if their parent is involved as well. But they'll need to be able to sit by themselves, sing by themselves, and, you know, be like, you know, self-sufficient. Fair. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, it's that time we we wrapping it up. So Wrap we got up. we we got it done. And so there is one last thing that we need to do. All right, you yeah. ready for that, Doctor Simpson? Okay, the last thing is that I need some parting words of wisdom or some wisdom you would like to bestow on the Kosh his audience. Uh, you know, the, you know, we all got something to share. Okay, uh, and and and. You know what 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 you got? What All you right. got for for today? Okay, my parting words and the wisdom that I would drop here on the table of the kosh <laughs> is this: um, Don't just be woke, be conscious. And what I mean by that is there is a difference between a person who is conscious than someone who is woke. When you're woke, your eyes are open, yes, but you're not necessarily conscious of everything that's going on around you. See, um, it's not the job of the oppressor, whoever the oppressor may be in your life, it's not the job of the oppressor to free the oppressed, but it is the job of the conscious to make the unconscious conscious of their unconscious behavior. So be conscious, not just woke. Man. Tell me this. Tell me this episode wasn't hot. This episode was hot, right? I, I think it was hot. 
All I right. think it was hot in so many ways. It was it was honest, it was open, and it was transparent, bro. All right. So once again, I am giving it out there. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Kosh. I look forward to hearing from you all. Once again, you can email at askthekosh.gmail.com. And um, please, I look forward to hearing from you. This is the Kosh.